Hello and welcome back to Grim Encounters. We are a real play tabletop RPG using the chill third edition rule set. We are based in the lovely, wonderful, scary Chicagoland world. My name is Nort. I'll be your sweet little chill master this evening. And your players are... Ma or Anna playing Mavis. Robert playing Wesley Hung. Derek's playing Father Frank Flanagan. And Ranson playing Michael Sanchez. And we are fresh off of finishing a case, so we will not be having a flash forward for this instance. We are just instead going to be rapid, uh, jumping right back into a regrouping uh, session like we did in the last case. They will be narratively showing how they leveled up their characters. This time around they got five development points. Uh, three, because we had three episodes. You're going to get one point per episode of surviving. And then they got one for successfully completing the case. And then they get one because of the spooky, scary monster they murdered. Um, and they also get some base points. They get to level up their base again this time. So that is going to be fun and exciting. Let's just go right into leveling up our characters. And then we'll go back in and I'll kind of re-explain how we do the base situation. Uh, we'll start with uh, Mavis. You, one's fine. you want to go? It doesn't matter. Do I don't know? have much to talk about. It's just a two things. Okay, we can do you first, by the way. Okay. So, I just trained my ranged weapons. 48. Okay. And then I fixed our the art. Okay. That, yeah, yeah, but you also you uh, got an expert in the... Oh, yeah, and an expert did integrate. So, uh, the two people you would be talking to about this, uh, I'll give you a choice on the ranged weapons. You can either go to Maxine or Naomi. Which one would you? Which one would Pykele be more comfortable going to? Naomi. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will go tonight. So uh, you are at your desk and you're looking at your beautiful flamethrower you created and you look back to how you missed and you're very upset at this. You're like, "Rabble, rabble! I want to not miss." Yeah. So you. You kind of grab your, kind of grab your flamethrower and you go back to Naomi, who is always in, um, the gym, kind of sparring and stuff. Mm -hmm. She uh, sees you walk up and is uh, very confused that you're carrying a flamethrower. <laughs> Michael, uh, what seems to be the problem? I want to incinerate stuff. Oh. Better. <laughs> well, uh, in order to use complex weapons, uh, you first need to know how to handle basic weaponry. And I know we went over a little bit in your training, but uh, if you wish, I can show you some advanced, advanced maneuvers. Yes, please. <laughs> and uh, she smiles and uh, kind of uh, follows you, and she tells you to wait at your desk, and she comes back from the armory with just a basic pistol. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to say Glock, but that doesn't seem like a basic handgun. That's just the first. That is basic. Okay. It is, yeah. Actually, she has a Glock, because it's wow. the most fun one to say. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she kind of hands it to you. It's in a holster. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> She goes, we don't really have a proper shooting range here, but uh, how about me and you go for a drive, and we will hit up my favorite shooting range, and we'll do some practice. And over the next uh, day, mm -hmm. uh, you go out with her, and uh, it's about 9 a.m. Like, you got up early for this. You were excited. Right. And uh, she shows you how you to stand and how to hold it, because mm -hmm. you were holding it sideways. Because I thought it was cool. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how you're supposed to shoot it. Right. Uh, and she kind of rearranges you, this, so you're holding it with both hands, and right. she tells you to never have your hand on the trigger unless you're planning to shoot. That's exactly what they tell you. <laughs> yes. And uh, she kind of like stands behind you. She only uses one hand. Like, she fires with one hand. Right. Like, she uses... Uh, she, she doesn't have yeah. another hand. She doesn't have another, yeah. That's it. Yeah, she kind of just 
She, her arm, her, her, her right arm is just fucking like, boom. Her, well, her right one is yeah. specifically. Right. Um, no recall for her. She's like, <laughs> I can only do this because of a necessity. Yeah. I want you to use two. And after a few hours of firing, mm-hmm. uh, you begin hitting the chest like almost every time. Nice. Uh, yeah. So then you you leave successfully. So you go you go and have uh, some coffee and uh, alcohol. <laughs> well, she takes you, you to a chatter. she takes you to a salad restaurant, yeah. uh, and you're like, oh, fine, and you enjoy. It. You have a nice kale salad, and you're like, huh, I hate this. <laughs> oh, actually, good. Oh, I really hate this. <laughs> you're Back like, I hate this. Yeah, but you feel so fucking good afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> so pumped. Uh, so then uh, another day passes, and um, Stephen approaches you mm. at your desk, and you're kind of just playing like some. Uh, ROM games you're running on your computer that you've put on yourself. You're playing like uh, there's original Mario Brothers. And uh, he walks up to you and he kind of stands in front of your desk. So, uh, Michael, was it? Yes. I uh, I went through the grapevine that you can heal people and may possibly invigorate it, is what we call it. Um, would you be interested in becoming better at that? Absolutely, I do. Well, I am a master of almost all of the disciplines that are known. I would love to help you. And he kind of takes you to the lab. Mm-hmm. And it's a little ramshackle still. He has his little desk in there. That's the only thing that's clean. Okay. Um, and he kind of walks you through the steps of, and he touches you, and it is outrageously how much he, how, how good you feel afterwards. Yeah. Um, like, and that was the hand job. And then, <laughs> 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 kidding. And uh, so then he shows you, and he has you do it mm-hmm. to him, and he's like, that was, it was okay. But do it this way. And he kind of uh, has you slow your breathing down a lot. Mm-hmm. And focus on using your energy that you're feeling inside to push it onto someone else. Okay. And then eventually you uh, you feel as like you grow. You grow this power that you can now invigorate people more. Push on even more. Yes. Yeah. So after uh, a day or so of working with him with that, you feel accomplished. And uh, nice. he uh, walks up to you and he has a coffee and uh, hands it to you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, you go take a drink, and it already has liquor in it for you. Oh, my hand. <laughs> and, uh, just, Michael, it's uh, so wonderful to have another one on staff that can help if uh, someone gets hurt. So, I, if you ever need help again, please come to me. Thank you. I keep drinking my coffee and walk out. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. So then we shall jump to good old Maeve. Good old Maeve, Maeve the Brave. That's what they call her down in the hood. (laughs) (laughs) What did uh, Mavis upgrade this time around? Let me know. I just really feel like she needed to upgrade her perception, so she's going to sit in the library and uh, look at some I Spy books. (laughs) Really try and find all the spies with the eyes. The eyes with the spies. The eye will spy. Beautiful. You are doing that for like three hours and nothing's happening. 
you don't feel like you're getting better at them. Okay. And uh, you kind of like, kind of like set them down on the, the sofa next to you angrily, like, <sighs> and you look up and Wu is sitting like on the couch and across from you and he looks up from his book. He wasn't there when you started. You didn't hear him come in. Right. And uh, he looks at you curiously, his brows furrowed. And I say, do you know how to do these? And he like, his head goes back and his mouth opens. And he stands up and he walks over to you and he's like, makes some hand motions and he realizes you can't. So he's like, and uh, hands you like a notebook. Uh-huh. And on it in like perfect writing, it says, uh, I can help you. Uh, give me the I Spy books. And so I hand him the I Spy books. And he like throws them. <laughs> I'm like, great. Uh, what should I get? Where is Waldo? And he gets really close to you, like nose to nose almost, and like puts his hands on your like your temples. Uh huh. Just stares at you. What do you do? I just. I guess I just stare back. I don't do anything. I'm like. The, do you ever do you look away? Yeah. And he goes, and then he sits back and he like gets on the little table that's there, and he crosses his legs. Uh huh. And he he writes in the notebook. Uh, it says follow my lead. Okay. And he kind of sits there and he like puts his head back, and his eyes close and he begins breathing deeply. Okay. So I also do that. Um. And then you hear just like the creaking of the wood in the room. Uh-huh. Um, and you hear from the corner of the library that there's someone turning pages that you didn't hear before. Like it's yeah. very crisp to you. And uh, you feel a presence next to you. Okay. I open my eyes and look. He's sitting next to you. Oh. And he's gesturing with his hands. He's like putting his hands in a wide circle. And he goes back to his head and he points. And then he points to his eyes. Okay. And then his nose. And his ears. Uh-huh. And he gestures in his hands that, like in a circle, wrapping around each other. Okay. And then he writes on, on the paper, Perceiving isn't only just sight. It is you're perceiving sounds and smells want you to breathe through your mouth and out through your nose. That would now, be doing that. Now in through your nose and out through your mouth. And you smell um, the cologne that um, Charles wears. Mm-hmm. And it is coming from the, like, the far end of the room. Like you did not smell it before. Okay. But you smell this, like, this perfect, like, you just smell, like, the hint of, like... Chanel number five. Yeah, Chanel, whatever that is. <laughs> it's a female cologne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, why not? Okay. I guess. <laughs> is that from Black or Pink Panther? I think so. It's in a lot of stuff. It's, yeah. like, a really famous female cologne. Um, yeah, and you smell him, I guess. Uh, and he writes that Charles is in the corner of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't approached us or anything. Yeah. Um, that he 
he says this to continue these practices and you will be able to develop um, your senses overall uh-huh. and be help and it will help you uh, secure the unknown mm-hmm. and find them stop them in their tracks cool and then you just continue doing his weird exercises with no where's Waldo books yeah no that's news where's Waldo he says Wells Walda. Okay, get it together. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, you feel like you're so goddamn perceptive now. It's like you're the same awesome. goddamn person. Okay, what'd that increase it to? Seventy. Amazing. That's that's ten. That's ten. Okay. Which also increases my investigation, trailing, reflexes, ranged weapons, bow, and steel bane. Sure does. All right, Wesley. So you are currently sitting at your desk. You uh, just got out of your interview you had with Dr. Grimm. It was an extended interview because it was your make sure you're not to double check to make sure you're not some infiltrator and to see if uh, like how your how your uh, case went overall. And you find that you you saw how much how little you knew about the art and how uh, Frank's ability all of his abilities he did help the party so much how it saved it saved your life well it saved Mavis's life um, and you want to help the group not just being able to destroy things you want to help them uh, solve things and uh, you find yourself standing in front of a woman that has a boltproof vest on. She has a canteen strapped to her. Uh, it looks like maybe grenades. You're not sure. Uh, she has a tinfoil hat on. With uh, It's underneath um, an army hat that's strapped under her chin. And she is currently looking up at the ceiling and her eyes are white. Completely white. And she's sitting in the middle of this table surrounded by books. And there's like some tea, and you were in front of a woman named Sarah. Gotcha. Yes. Uh, excuse me? Um, and she, her head moves down to you, and she blinks, and her eyes turn back to the green they normally are. Yeah, well, what, can I, what can I help you with? Uh, I, I'd like to know the stuff that, 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 that Father... The, the Father Frank knows, or at least something to help out with the team. Well, I, I can help you. I'm not too good. Well, I'm good at that. I'm, I'm better. I'm even better at the Incorporated School. i got a question. Do you believe in ghosts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she kind of she gets off the table and steps in front of you. And she is about, like, 5'6". She's not the tallest person. Um... She looks to be in her late 40s. Uh, she's an older woman. Not super old, but middle-aged. And she kind of like grabs her shoulders and she's like, Yes. Good. Me too. I've seen hundreds. And her eye twitches when she says that. <laughs> she says, I can teach you this school. It'll take a long while. But... I can help you see dead people. Okay, sure. And sometimes the dead are helpful. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's what I want. Sometimes, to do. Oh, some, sometimes. Yeah, you won't be able to talk to them, but you'll be able to see them. 
And seeing is the first step to believing. And she'll point to the sky. And she's just like suspended there for like 30 seconds. Looking up at the sky and then yes. down. Um, when you look into her eyes, it's like <clears throat> it, this woman looks like she like something traumatic happened to her. Mm-hmm. All of the people here that you, well, you can't see Grim's eyes, but all the people that um, were members prior um, to the new people they brought on all have the similar like, glint in their eye, like something happened. Uh, but hers is one of the worst you've seen. It's like the incident changed her as a whole. Uh, like something terrible happened to her. Uh, and that's why you think she's so off the wall and why she spends so much time not in this reality almost. And she kind of takes you aside and uh, puts you in a cross-legged position she was sitting in and starts teaching you how to see things. And over the next few hours, you don't see anything. Like you are having trouble just getting the basic grips of it. Mm-hmm. You were never really the greatest at studying in school or anything, but then she, you, you say that you say oh, uh, that you have trouble learning things, and she looks at you and she says, oh, Wesley, this isn't learning something. This is perceiving. This is seeing something that we can all see. We can all see these things. Our mind just filters it out for us. You need to break through that barrier. And she like puts her fingers in her head. Just focus. Focus on that desk there. And there's like an empty desk that there's no one at. Mm-hmm. At the far corner of uh, the group of desks, she says, look, there's a man there. Just look. And you focus really hard and something starts appearing. There's a man in uh, a bright blue lab coat with long, long silver hair. And he is sitting at the desk. And he's like reading some papers, uh, flipping through them. What do you do? Well, I, I guess, and like push myself back. Yeah. Just out of fright from mm-hmm. what I'm seeing for the first time. Yeah. Um, and it vanishes. She says, did you see it? Did you see the man? To start pointing at it kind of frantically. Yes, yeah, I, I, right, right there, that guy, that guy with you, the papers. And she, she looks super excited. She's almost giddy. She goes, yes, 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 yes. Again, I know it's scary. Just one more time. Focus, focus on it. And uh, you focus again. And the man um, is reading still. And he puts down the papers and kind of looks behind and looks at you. Um, and he looks really familiar. Like he has very similar features to one of your party members. He looks a lot like Pykel. <laughs> um, Pykel! His alarm system went off. Yeah. <laughs> His mind is buzzing. Right. Oh, and this, this man kind of looks at you, then looks back to, like, shakes his head, and looks back at his desk. Um, do you investigate any further? Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, okay. I do. Um, you go around, and uh, he is at his desk, and it's it's not as, it's kind of cluttered. Mm-hmm. Um, there's papers, and there's like a gun sitting, and there's like this weird bone sitting on the table. Uh, and at the front of his desk, it says Pike Buck. Pike Buck. Pike Buck. Okay. Uh, and as you approach, the man looks up to you, looks like kind of frightened, and then leans back and points, like shakes his finger at you, and he starts laughing. <laughs> He's like mouthing something to you, but you can't hear it. Right. And he goes, and he begins writing and he goes, 
and it just says, get out of here, you sick fuck. And then it, and then it vanishes. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> um, but Sarah's there, and she, she just goes, that memory, it's always there. I see that ghost at least once a week in that same position. And he always says that. Sometimes the writing's different. Um, and I looked it up. I looked in our old registry if we, there was ever an old member. And it was. He was called the Mad Cup. They always said he could. Like, he'd always see things at his desk. Just random people. But everyone just chalked it up to, oh, he's a mad scientist. Um, he always held this artifact. It was a bone artifact. And when he disappeared, he disappeared... The events revolving his disappearance where he was he was attacked, well, it came out that he was stealing funds from the HQ to buy drugs. Um, he claimed he was being framed by some entity, something that was using the electronics against us. Um, and I've kind of pieced it together that maybe he was right, but everyone, no one believed him. This was during a time where uh, drugs were such a negative and... There was no believing with anything with drugs. There was no second guesses, and the evidence was so truly there. Uh, but they exiled this man, and he left his family, and he left the city, and no one's seen him. Um, and I am assuming he's dead now. I mean, there's no other reason he would be here still. Right. Uh, but yeah, this is the things. I mean, it can help you discover things. Um, next time I'll show you some other things you can do that can help you. But uh, I'm very tired. And she'll kind of walk away. And there you go. You got yourself a school of the art, bro beans. Yay. Bitchin'. Got it. And you might have seen someone's daddy. Uh-oh. I wonder who that could be. Pike is such a common name. Father Frank. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Here we go. What was one of yours again? One year So. Actually, just tell us. I will. I will do exactly that. Um, I decided to do some kind of weird combinations. Yeah. Um, but looking back over like the past few things, we've done a lot of research. Um, and it's primarily just been Mavis and I that have done the research. So I decided to train my research skills so that I could actually have a little bit of a better score in that. Um, so I trained my research skill, which puts me at a 70 now, which is pretty good. Um, and then I also decided to raise my, um, or train my empathy because we've I've used that a lot, um, and it's just one of those skills that I I think really fits with Father Frank's personality and that connectedness that I'm trying to get out of this character. So those are the two things I decided to to look at um, and focus on. So I still have quite a few points left. Maybe we'll get an art next time I'm alive at the end of at this next one. Um, but those are the two things that I I primarily focused on. Perfect. Uh, so we will do um, the uh, research. Okay. Uh, you are uh, studying over some material in the library, mm -hmm. and you're getting frustrated because it's taking you a while to kind of put the information together. Sure. Uh, when it comes to religious texts and things of the occult, you've always been able to just kind of like piece together mm -hmm. simply. But anything that that drives out of that, um, you, you get kind of, you like read a paragraph, and then you're like, oh, I didn't really read that, so you have to go back. Um so you're just kind of being getting a little disheveled, mm -hmm. um, and you hear like the door open, mm -hmm. and you hear like someone kind of waddling in the room, 
and uh, a man in bottle glasses and with long greasy hair is kind of carrying some books and you know it as Dr. Dax and he is putting them back on the shelf. Hmm. Okay. I, uh, I, I nod and say, how are you, Dr. Dax? I'm pretty good. I, I just got done reading uh, this book. I, I, I'm just trying to gain all the knowledge I can um, so that so maybe I can find dairy and I can figure out what happened. Um, how's, how's, your, uh, how's your studying going? Well, well, I found that I'm just not not as good as I, I would like to be. It's, it's a little frustrating. Um, the occult text, the, the ancient language, I, I just, I understand it. It's part of my studies. But some of these other texts, I just uh, don't, don't get. It, it is, is an art form to just to be able to uh, put your nose in a book and just gain all the information you can. Um, and when he's talking to you, mm-hmm. he never really, he kind of glances in your eye, but he has trouble keeping eye contact. Mm-hmm. He looks down and he uh, kind of like moves his hands a lot when he's talking. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to what Mavis does. Okay. Um, as in, he wants to be good at talking to people, but he has really trouble with it. Sure. Uh, a, how about this? I will show... <clears throat> how about this? I will show you how to um, better study and better to gain the information. And you teach me um, a little bit about um, your religion. How about I? I never knew much about God. Why don't you tell me about him? And I would be more than happy to do that, Dax or Doctor Dax. That's that is fine. Of course, we can do that. Um, you can either call me Dax or Captain, whatever you want. Captain, it is then. <laughs> He's smiling, laughing. <laughs> Everyone else's faces. I was trying so, so hard not to like, laugh. They were, they were trying so hard not to laugh. They were. I'm really good at playing a nerdy guy. I doesn't know how to talk to people. I was trying so hard. <laughs> And over the next few hours, uh, he like shows you better ways to just get, gleam information huh. uh, quickly, efficiently, uh, and Peri- how to do it in depthly. Periodically mm-hmm. through this conversation, um, I just want to like kind of ask um, Captain about uh, his his friend that he lost and kind of the information about that. Sure. Uh, uh, yeah. After when you asked the first time, so uh, Darian. Um, so when I was in college, uh, he, he was also going to this college. I helped him study a lot. He was, um, on the football team. He was one of the best players they had. Uh, well, he, he brought me in to save. Uh, I never had an incident with the unknown. Um, and I'm, it, I'm terrible at conflict, but he, he saw how much, he what he said, I was a prodigy, and my mind needs to be used for something besides developing new Quaker oats. So, I, Quaker was looking into me as a position. I, I don't know. That's very odd. I'm not good at telling people no either. Okay. Um, and he brought me on, and uh, he was my only friend for a while, and he helped me. I rose the ranks pretty quickly, uh, surprisingly, uh, and people tended to be nicer to me here. Than in my real life, because and save everyone's an outcast. Everyone 
has had scary pasts or has had trouble with anything. And uh, Darian was my first friend ever, actually. And uh, I was on his team, Team Double Time. Um, I didn't really fight. I stayed in the car most of the time. I was there in case of backup. Uh, me, him, and Wesley, and then a few other people that we've confirmed past. Um, we solved cases. Yeah. Uh, and then during during the attack, um, everyone was down except me and Darian. Uh, and we were running into my lab to uh, see if we could get something to defend ourselves. And that's when Rupture attacked. He was striking me because he knew I could set off and alert the other HQs in the area. And Darian dove in front and pushed me out of the way and he was electrocuted. And I thought he was dead. I, I didn't check. I just ran. Um, and then uh, more terrible things happened. But we, I escaped with the few people that survived. And when we came back, his body was gone. His, and we never found him or Wesley's body. So they went down as MIA, not KIA. Okay. Thank you. Um, Thank you. That's very interesting. So it would appear that Darian is most likely somewhere, maybe similar to Wesley. I have a fear. It, unlike Wesley being alive and safe, I, I fear he might be under the influence of something. And I put my hand on her shoulder. Um, we will find him if we can, Captain. He smiles and he goes, Now, this god guy. Mm -hmm. Of course. He, you're telling me he made, he made giraffes. I'm telling you he made everything in the universe. He even made these, these monsters. It would appear so. Is he a vengeful god? Well, that depends on the scripture we read. Going back... Uh, humans made mistakes, and yes, he was at one time a vengeful god. Mm. And then he just, over the next like hour, he just keeps rattling off just questions. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like you're converting him. It's as if he, um, he's just interested. Yeah, it's in, just interesting. Like how you think as as a man, sure, because he respects you. So, uh, you guys talk, and then by the time you realize it's like, like eight p.m. I do not require sleep. <laughs> it's getting close to your sleepy bedtime. Bedtime. <laughs> 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 Yeah, and uh, so that you, you upgraded your empathy too, right? Mm -hmm. You just that was a double whammy. Woo! Yeah, you uh, by gleaming information from him, you helped a poor soul uh, kind of feel better about a situation. So, bam! Nice. I did it. I did it, guys. <laughs> I get two. Was very smooth, yeah. I talked to you. Very, very nice. I get yeah. two in the character. It's <laughs> a problem. It's, it's not a problem. It's great. It's, it's fine. <laughs> All right, so we still have a. Base stuff. Base yeah, we have our base stuff left. Uh, so after you guys, it's been about during all it's your um, all this kind of like uh, building yourself takes about two days. Um, you haven't had a case yet. Uh, they kind of want you to take it slow when you're first starting. So um, they kind of this. Oh, I was going to mention this. Um, I don't know because I know you don't recover stuff, but the rest of us do or don't as well. So if we lost anything. I don't think anyone got hurt that time around. I lost no. willpower. But you lost willpower. Yeah, because you shot. It would have so. come back when you would have slept in yeah. over the past few days. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was making sure. He just recovers half as much. Yeah, that's right. yeah, because yeah, you do only recover half. Uh, mm -hmm. Eventually, yeah, the cases will be closer, but uh, there's a lot of cases to do. 
Yeah. Um, but they're thinking like, let's get them trained and get them building up as people before we start doing case after case. Yeah. Because uh, at this point, Chicago is overrun, so there's nothing you can really do unless we're going hard in the paint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we might as well, because last time they went too hard in the paint, and that's how they lost over 200 people. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, let's just fucking chill out, and let's not draw attention to ourselves yet. Right. Um, okay. And uh, you guys want to focus more on the building of stuff, so again, Richard comes to you, um, and he is, uh, you hear the, the clank of a cane, and uh, he uh, steps up to you, and... Wesley, I don't know if I've described Richard Richard to you at all. Uh, he is a man about Frank's age. His uh, left leg, it looks like it doesn't bend very well at all. Um, if upon like a closer expansion of how he's moving it, it looks like it was broken. Like, it pulled upwards and snapped inwards. So, like, his, okay. his kneecap was shattered. Yeah. Um, and he uses his cane. Um, it's like a, one of those four-prong canes. It's basically his second leg. Like he, uh, well, his third leg, but his second leg, he he can lift it up a little bit, but sometimes it just drags. Um, and he is usually always wearing like a button up. Um, and uh, he has scars all over his face, and he has like a, s- a salt and pepper hair. And he's, he's a handsome man, but the scars kind of spook people because he looks like he's had a lot of damage. He looks like he wasn't wearing his flex tape. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a lot of damage. Yeah, that's a lot of damage. <laughs> and he uh, clinks up to you, and he kind of asks again. He's like, hello, invoice. Uh, good job on your last case. It's great. Uh, you guys are proving very well, and I've heard many compliments from uh, the staff about just talking to them and growing up, as, growing as invoice. Uh, was there uh, anything you'd like to work on? I've already pulled from the other team. Uh, they weren't too interested in... Uh, building the base. They said they can help, but they don't really care what we do. Uh, Maxine keeps requesting a shooting range, but I don't have that. <laughs> and uh, everyone else seems pretty content. Uh, what were you feeling? We we have a few things. And he sits down. Uh, it's, uh, like a piece of paper with much writing on it. Uh, we, you guys can... Uh, there's a few upgrades. There's upgrades, repairs... Uh, we could establish some contacts. Uh, we could do some scouting. Uh, and there is, uh, of course, uh, locating the mysteries of the space. What were you all feeling? I would like to unlock the mysteries of the universe <laughs> on this day. <laughs> no, I actually don't care, so whatever you guys want. I thought Earth we wanted yeah. to focus on repairs and mm-hmm. upgrades. Yeah, that's fine. We can do that. Uh, what do we have left? We have, like, the med bay? Med bay so, uh, we have, you could, there's a little bit more we could do in the library. Uh, okay. We could, we need to catalog catalog, uh, catalog the books onto the computer okay. so that we can find them easier. Um, and it would help if we could label each book by the Garrett system. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we could, uh, remember when we updated yeah. those computers, we had that box of old hard drives we pulled from the old base? Yeah. Um, that would... Uh, would help us scrub some corruption and recover old files. We could organize the storage room because it is a goddamn disaster. Uh, the gym needs a lot of... Uh, we just need to basically buy new equipment and re- clean up that room. Uh, that would help greatly uh, with everyone's morale. Uh, the bunk room and shower need a revamp. They haven't been upgraded since the 70s, I don't think. Um, uh, we would basically do... We would apply an open concept to that, I was thinking. Uh, the middle area of the base, uh, it used to be a kitchen. 
But when we came in, it was a disaster. All the appliances were rotted out, so we just scrapped it. Uh, that would improve morale uh, immensely, and it would cut down on food costs because we could just make our food. Uh, and then, of course, the med bay. We have phase two that we've been planning. It would be uh, fixing equipment, adding new equipment. Uh, it would just overall help us if we ever got hurt. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the conference room needs fixed. There's some broken stuff in there. Uh, there's the PA system that needs to be fixed. Uh, and then there, of course, there's the uh, passageways that are said to be set in the base. So I say med bay and passage passages would be fun. Okay. Yeah, so we have six the six base points. Yeah. This is out of character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the med bay phase two only costs one point. Right. Okay. And each passage costs one. Yeah. Okay. So we could. We could do we could do all of the like we could do the med bay which I definitely think is beneficial. You should do that one. Yeah. And then sense. I don't know. I just think the passages would be cool because you just want to know. Yeah. And that's pretty much all of it. But I really don't care. That's just my opinion. So. I think we should work on the storage room. We might find something cool in there. Even okay. if it's not like an artifact, we could yeah, we could find, find something, something right. cool. Okay, that's fine. Okay. What's yep. Maybe something a mystery. So I'll do the med bay. So do we want we you want to do the med bay? Mm-hmm. We can do the passageway all together if you want to do one of those. Yeah. Well, do you want to do the storage? storage? How much is the storage? Uh, the storage is one. Okay, it's so one. So that still leaves us with four. Right. So we could do storage med bay. We could so we could still do passages. We could do the library. I really don't care. So. so do the gym. Just, the gym. Yeah. The gym. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to do the gym. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the gym, and that's. One point as well. Yep. So that leaves us with trace points. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then we can do so, a couple passageways. Yeah, if you want, you want to do yeah. three. Okay. Three we can do, yeah, we can do a few. Yeah. Sure. Are, you, are there else? six? Six passages? You don't know. Oh. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good start. Let's do that. That's, yeah. that's yeah. a bunch of stuff. So that gives yeah. us each one thing. So we can do storage, the gym. Yeah. Uh, you can work on the med, the med bay, and I'll go walk in the dark tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> I want all of us to do that. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that together. Okay, so let's start with the gym. So uh, you, Ni- you, Naomi, Maxine, and the twins uh, are kind of like the fit boys in all the group. And uh, you guys get together, and you kind of pick out the new equipment, um, and the old stuff's kind of hauled out and uh, scrapped. The only thing that stays in the room is the there's like a, a sparring arena that's in like prime condition. Uh, it's like the only thing in the base that was prime. You don't understand how. It's just how it worked out. Hmm. Uh, it's, it has like old age on it. Like yeah. It's faded, but it's, it's really good condition. So yeah, you put in like, a bunch of treadmills, some st- stair steppers, like weight, a bunch of free weights. You have bench, a couple benches. Uh, so what that does for everybody, including the NPCs, is uh, there's a huge morale boost. Like everyone just feels better because they're working out and stuff a lot more because it's like it was kind of sad being in there because it was so rusty and like the paint was chipping um, so and everyone also gets a plus 10 to movement and prowess all of us yes including myself yes cool well you have the frail i have frail and clumsy yeah yours would just be yeah plus they just oh my god guys guys you i broke move. i broke 20 on both of them now yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, above, I'm above 20 yeah so yeah add that to everyone's Movement and prowess. Yeah, yeah. This is a really big deal, guys. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so doing this stuff, uh, it's kind of like 
Not all of them give you bonuses to your character. Some of them just give you passive bonuses to going around. I realized I was the only one with a pencil. Yeah, I don't know why we only have one pencil. Uh, We had one for everybody at one point. We did. Community pencil. Oh my gosh. My movement. That's what they call me in college. (laughs) It's 28 (laughs) now. My prowess is is 30. Oh, guys. So while they're doing the gym, Mm -hmm. uh, you, uh, Dax, Steven, kind of get together. Yeah, and Grim helps too. Uh, kind of orders new equipment, fixes everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have a fully staffed uh, uh, med bay. Yeah. And one corner of the room has a containment center. Like right, a containment. Uh, it's, a, type thing. it's a like a bulletproof containment room where you can put unknown creatures. Nice. It is what's, it was what Stephen Rosenberg, because this was his private lab before the... He was the only so one that had cool. access to this base. Mm-hmm. Um before it's like uh, ghostbusters it's like totally like <laughs> but i'm gonna put like a dragon <laughs> uh, yeah and uh then there's just like a couple cots uh like a bunch of you buy a bunch of medical supplies everything you'd need it's but you basically the only thing you need to go to a hospital for now is if like um you like we're really, really fucked up. Right. Like, you could come here and it could basically save you. There's, like, blood bags. There's everything you'd need to basically it's really revive Sean. Right. Yeah, really that's cool. really, really yeah, good. No so, that, how did you do this to yourself? What that yeah. does mechanically, um, it does is it will grant, if you're in the medical bay and you're doing, like, a roll, it gives you a plus t- 20 to your base roll. That's oh, really good. Wow. Uh, and this also would have added a doctor, but you already found him because you... RP'd that shit up, so... Right. Um, <laughs> and it decreases recovery time by 50%. That's really good. Because you don't have to, like... You're just... You're in the base, and you're getting constant healing from the people who can just heal. Right. So, right. Alrighty, dotty, And then there what was the... Uh, we'll do the armory last, okay? I didn't do the armory. No, we, didn't do we did the we storage did, room. Oh, the storage room last. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yes... So there is a couple different places that you were thinking. Uh, do you want to do... How many did you want to do? We have enough points to do three. Right. If okay. they each cost one. Right. They do. Uh, <clears throat> Wait, the storage room is part of it, right? No. Of, no. Uh, no, it's just... Okay. I was just... I just wanted to go to the storage room gotcha. and clean it up. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, you kind of talk around to people and you do some looking around. See which one would be most fun to start with. All right, uh, David. One of you can roll. Let's see. You roll a d6, and if and tell me if it's odd or even, tell me. It is odd. Okay. Now roll a d4, and tell me whenever you get. And if it's four, roll again. It is one. Great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> did it. So you go. Spooky tunnel, spooky tunnel. You go to, you kind of just, you start in the entrance, like the entrance lobby. Uh And you start just kind of like feeling on the walls, all four of you are kind of just looking around. And in the left-hand corner of the room, that was sounded so gross. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're feeling around with my chin. (laughs) There is like a slight breeze coming from like one of the walls in the left-hand corners. And like Wesley comes over and like moves the couch out of your way and the tables. And there's definitely like like a a slight 
you can even fit your finger in it, but your finger kind of like you touch it and it kind of goes on a slight bit. And, uh, uh, Mavis is in the office kind of looking around and Sydney's just kind of staring at her confused. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you're under the desk and, uh, there's like this in the back, far back corner, Uh there's like this little button. Um, and it's kind of, it's kind of small and it's kind of in an indent. So it's, you can't bump it okay. and you just like push it Yeah. and the whole wall, like that white hand corner of the wall opens oh. up and Sydney, it just like stands up. She's like, what? what? And, uh, there is a dark like cave structure in front of you. Father Frank. I, we did it. I found it. <laughs> There's a cave here. <laughs> Secret passage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Bring a light. <laughs> yeah, and you guys get some uh, some flashlights, and you begin walking down the the passageway. And it it kind of like it's a straight on passage, and sometimes it goes down, sometimes it, it kind of goes up. It's kind of like a hilly motion, mm-hmm. and not too bad for your legs. It's just like it's yeah. interesting. Like it's kind of like falling. Mm-hmm. It's like this is a natural cave almost. And there is a nice breeze. And the closer you get, the farther you go forwards, the more it comes, and it opens up into like a door with a knob i reach out and i test the knob it uh, swings open oh my gosh and you're in like a your feet hit cement when you walk in and it's really really dark in this room and you're shining my flashlight and the it's like there's cement walls and there's like yellow lines on the ground and you kind of swing it around, and there is a, a vehicle sitting to your right. Guys, we just unlocked the Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, do you go investigate the car? Of course yeah. we all go investigate yeah. the car. Um, yeah. It is a van. It's, it's a, a mystery, mystery machine! machine. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and you're kind of looking uh, all over it, and it's like a pitch black van. Like you'd see in like a like a spy movie or something. Cool. <laughs> and the door opens, it's unlocked, mm-hmm. and uh, you see you're kind of fun to run on the keys are like in the mm-hmm. Yep, they're always there. <laughs> and yes. uh yeah, you kinda like pop it on and the lights come on in the van and you look to the back of it and there is like a it's like a, like a mobile van. Like yeah. like a mobile base kinda. That is so cool. And the car is a full tank of gas. Um and as you're all looking in it, wow. right, <laughs> right, yeah, okay, <clears throat> it's fine. <laughs> and uh, you're looking. Mavis is looking through like the uh, dash, like in the uh, glove box, uh-huh. and she pulls out a wallet. I open the wallet and I look. There see is a driver's license. It's a picture of Doctor Gary Osterling, uh-huh. and two hundred dollars. That's my dad. Sweet. And you like open it and there's a little note in it. Oh, I open the note. It says, if you found this, I'm dead. Oh. Or worse. Oh. Tell Mavis to be safe. Sad, sad day. Well, I am Mavis. <laughs> and my parents are not dead. <laughs> I am Mavis. Um, and when you turn it on, there's like a sweet stereo system. Kid is lit. 
Dude, the well, 20, it is like 20, 2014 lit. <laughs> wow. That's uh, like the lit. Yeah, the back, it has like some seats in the back uh, that you can like buckle in. So we should look around and see if there's like an exit. Yeah, yeah how does yeah. the car get Yeah, like in? how is this in here? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, you look in, when you go on, there's four, there's like four bags in there and you open them up. They look like they're bug out bags. Like, like if you need to get out in a hurry or yeah, something, yeah. there's like supplies. Uh, there's a shotgun, a medical bag, camping supplies, with, and there's also like three tents in the upward compartments. Cool. Like they're like cool. single person tents. Yeah. Uh, That's awesome. We can go like out of Chicago now in case and cases. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm good at camping. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> we messed up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so do you drive the car or do you just walk? Um, it's fine. Whatever one is the wrong answer. I don't know. I don't like walking, so. <laughs> yeah, we should probably. I would that. like. Yeah. Turn the like car. To see yeah, the like, like let's I, go. I, yeah. Do you drive? I have we been. Yeah, we don't drive. We don't drive. So. Yeah. I don't drive. I drive. We don't. Okay. We yeah, don't, don't drive. I'm normally the driver. Whoever wants to drive. <laughs> so yeah, you guys kind of like turn. You kind of keep going and you drive, and it looks like it's like the bottom of like a parking garage, like the basement level of a parking garage, mm-hmm. and you find like a ramp. And it leads up, and it kind of, like, levels off for, like, about 10 feet, and there's, like, a small, like, booth that someone would sit in, and there's, like, a garage door in front of you, it looks like. And, uh, you get out and you investigate, uh, it's, like, the control room, and there's, like, a, like, a electricity breaker. Yeah. Click! And you turn them all on, and the lights kind of go all the way up in the, the whole place. Lights go on. There's controls for the door, and there is like a small speaker box with a button. Uh, and then directly next to the door you walked into, Wesley, there, uh, Wesley and Frank, there is uh, two, there's hanging, there's two uh, like devices. They're like little like walkie talkies, except there's just like, it looks like that speaker that's on the wall, but smaller. Oh. Where's the button? No, the, the speaker behind you, and you hear hello behind you. <laughs> <laughs> huh, cool. Oh my gosh. And uh, you, there's two buttons, and you press the other one, and the garage door opens. <laughs> nice. Oh, very nice. Where does it let out? Yeah, it leads to. Uh, I actually fucking have it. It's oh like an gosh. actual place. So right next to the church, there's like this like truck yard, mm-hmm. and it op- it's one of the garages in the truck yard that opens up. That is so cool. And you guys drive out, and you're, like, behind the church. Mm -hmm. Like, not even a block. You're, like, a two-minute walk from the church. You have to cross, like, a a, a road, but you'd be right in the back of the church. Well, let's go drive it back down in the garage. (laughs) And now we have a cool mobile base. Right. Also, now I have a place to park the Mavis Mobile. Yeah, that's We're not using the Mavis Mobile. Yeah, anymore. Upgrade. (laughs) To the mystery machine. (laughs) To the mystery machine. Yeah. And as you guys come out, like an old man kind of with like a trucker hat and like a wife beater walks up to you guys. Oh, hello there. Are you guys with Sam now? Yes. Yes, we are. Oh, this hasn't been used in about 30 years. I thought you guys abandoned this place. We're back. And I closed the door. (laughs) (laughs) Huzzah! We all put on sunglasses and just try to get back. Yeah! Yeah. 
Yeah, and you guys have a sweet little car. And uh, you're looking at the car, and it looks like it like it has a bulletproof glass on it, you notice? But um, the rest, like, it looks a little dented. Like, it needs repairs. Like, it's, yeah, it runs that makes great, sense. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be, there's some upgrades that you can do on this Probably as well. Probably needs an oil change. Are you, are you good at cars? I suppose. <laughs> About to find out. Yeah. 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 Probably do that. Perfect. Cool. So you guys come out. And, uh, like, the whole fucking HQ is looking at this. <laughs> We're all excited. Yeah. We're like, guys, look at our stuff. And as you're walking, lights turned on. on the, 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 the It was like a five-minute walk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Down this hallway, there's, like, like kind of, like, uh, tunnel lights that turned mm-hmm. on. Nice. So cool. And that you notice that some places have railings and stuff, so, like, hey, when it gets, like, a little steep, you can use that to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everyone's just kind of, like, dumbfounded, and Steven's like, yes, it has been here. Has it been there for a while? <laughs> Alright. What was in there? I haven't been in the garage. A van. Is it a, a van? wallet. In a wallet. Did you find the arcane weapon? Yes. As we weren't oh, very good at names. Yeah. I like the mystery machine. You can say it. yours. It has too many bad memories. I do not want. Did you, What did you find, Mavis? I'm sorry. I found... My dad's wallet. And he goes pale. Did you find Gary's wallet? Yes. This is funny. That means... I was... I, I thought that the vehicle was destroyed. So he must have taken the the, the... the... The car and stashed it. And then... He keeps, like, deep breathing and, like, looking down. The mystery keeps going, Mavis, and he puts his hand on your shoulder. We shall find them, I promise. And uh, everyone kind of dissipates after that. Actually, everyone leaves to go move their car back in the car. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, they, they all do that. That <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, and then Dax takes like the thing that you found that opens a garage mm-hmm. and just like kind of waddles away and looks like he's going to make more, probably. Yeah, maybe cooler, more And, uh, yeah. Perfect. So, uh, you're going to go look at another passage? Yeah. Okay. Not, I guess. Uh, this time, you start investigating the library, all four of you. Oh, and uh, you're kind of all looking around. You're looking for similar things this time around. But you're not you're not feeling any breezes in this room, and you're about to abandon it. But uh, Mavis is, like, standing on top of the one of the old, black, old uh, sofas where there is a dark black oak shelf. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of like messing with all the stuff up there because there's always there's like knickknacks and all these shelves that don't really do anything like they're just there to give good ambiance uh and on this shelf there's three old encyclopedias from 1983 okay uh wait excuse me 1973 that doesn't make sense and an oxford 1983 dictionary um there's also a small outdated globe and a bust of thomas jefferson and as mavis begins like she's taking off the books and looking at them um, and then she like goes to pick up the globe and it won't come off the shelf. And then she like is confused. So she tries to pick up the bust and it doesn't. Uh, so she just gets angry and she like spins the globe and she hears a click. And then the head kind of like pulls back with backwards. And there's like a little switch. I flip the switch. <laughs> As you flip the switch, the whole fucking shelf like, no. I'm like, on the shelf. Like, ah. No, like the whole like wall like goes into the 
like goes up into the ceiling and opens up like a passageway that you have to like crouch to get in. Mm-hmm. So Wesley again moves the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to hit things and to move things. <laughs> you're here to apparently discover things. Yeah, you're, like, you're really good at finding this stuff. Um, after about like uh, I'd say like five to ten minute walking, um, the lights in this room are already on. Uh-huh. Uh, some of them have burned out over the years, but you keep walking. Uh, and it comes into this large room uh, with uh, two, this, uh, these, there's two tracks on either side of the room and there's like a small booth in the middle of the room and there is two tram cars sitting on the tracks. What do you do about that? Mm. There's two of them? Yes. Are they going the same direction? Uh, one looks like it's backwards and the other one looks like it's forwards. But... Okay, so like, that's not what I mean. <laughs> like, like facing different directions. Like they no, they're they're there's they're both they both can go each direction. Right. Um, it doesn't look like there's any control in it. It looks like you just sit in these things. Huh. Um. Well. Let's do it. Yeah, let's go in them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just sit. Do yeah, we all sit in one? Yep. Mm-hmm. And nothing happens. <laughs> yeah. Forward. <laughs> Tap my cane. <laughs> Expectantly. Oh, uh, yeah. So they don't—they don't move with your voice, sadly. Darn. Um, there is a whistle though. So it just goes. Wee, wee. It's very quiet. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, but uh, you kind of you go and examine the room, like the little like uh, walled-off structure, mm-hmm. uh, and it looks like there is some control that would send that would power the trams. So you power them on, um, and you press a button, oh, and it says. Do. Uh, east, east wall uh, tram will be moving in ten in in, uh, in sixty seconds. So you all oh, kind of pile back into it, and it takes off. <laughs> with a, and with it, a wonderful sound. It looks like it's powered by electricity. Um, and it, after about fifteen minutes, and it's going fast. Um, okay. Like there's a wind, and you're kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're kind of like smashing into like, <laughs> oh, like bug webs and oh, oh, gross, <laughs> gross. And it takes you to a similar size room. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but this one, uh, it's just kind of like reverse of the other one. And there's no tram car on the left. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there is a spot. There's a staircase, and you go up it, and it opens into like a storage shed or like a maintenance shed. Okay. Yeah, and it's very dusty in there. There's a lot of a lot of maintenance stuff. Like tools and like yeah, like yeah. what exactly is around here? We'll peruse the. There is a doorway and then like rakes and shovels and like a lawnmower and stuff. Oh, okay. okay, makes sense. Is there a door out? Yeah, I open that door out. Sure, um, it's locked. So you unlock it and you walk out, and it uh, takes you to a cemetery, a Catholic cemetery. Another cemetery. And as you're looking around, it you realize that it's St. Boniface Catholic Cemetery in Chicago. Like downtown Chicago. Like not downtown. Yeah. yeah Close like, down to ch- downtown yeah. Chicago. Whoa. That's fast. You yeah. just discovered an escape route and or shortcut. Nice. That is awesome. Nice. It looks like they must have used it to get people out quickly. Yeah. yeah. If there's ever a problem. Okay. Very cool. Back to base. Yeah, you're right back. And everyone again is just like, how do you keep finding yeah, these? Like, what do you do? How? And Steven's just in the back clapping. <laughs> yep. And uh, 
uh, you're like, you're on it. You're like, two for two. We're going to find this. We're going to find another one right now. So you, you get an inch link. You're like, where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I go? And you run to the conference room. The conference room, of course. You hop on skateboards and you go. Go. Yeah. I do a kick clip. Uh, that would be a sight to see. Yeah, so, uh, you guys never been in the conference room, actually. No. There no. is um, a large like table in the middle that has a bunch of seats, and then there is like a like a, a wrapping desk, kind of like they have in like uh, you ever seen like where they go talk to like officials, and there's like like eight people sitting behind like one desk that's wraps. That's, oh, like, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like that, and it looks like that they'd sit there, and people would sit down here and be like schooled or whatever. Under the middle desk, there is, um, Eichel's, like, messing around and, like, pulls a drawer open and then twists twists the handle, and a secret compartment pops up in it, and there is, like, an old, like, 1970s-style, like, uh, like, electric security system that kind of blinks on. Oh. Cool. And it requires... This is all you, bro. An, eight di- an eight-digit code. Oh. Mm. So why don't you roll me a uh, fieldcraft? See if you can figure it out. You've got this. Okay. Sixty-two. I got it. That's okay. a low success. Perfect. You're putting in numbers, and uh, you're kind of getting. You get a few numbers. You get um, ten, twenty-three. Mm-hmm. That's the number you get. That's the four numbers that are that seem to be kind of punching in. Yeah. Okay. And you're trying to think of something that could be ten twenty three, like another numbers I would go on to that another four digits. Ten twenty three. So it's the date October, the twenty third, nineteen seventy three. Right. No, it's or because it was from. I forget the date. Nineteen seventy. Is it seventy three? The HQ was decommissioned in 1978. Okay, so 1978. So 1997 works, but it beeps at you, and then those numbers stay. Mm. Do I have to twist back the handle? No. You need you need an eighth number. Oh, you need an eighth number. The final. So it's 1970 something. Uh, 1970. 70. I don't remember. Uh, nine. What's your birthday, Michael? Oh shit. Uh. I don't remember. It's uh, 1023. Is it 1023? 1973. That's why I said 73. <laughs> and it, yeah, you put that in and it works. Whoa. Your birthday works. Whoa. <laughs> You're not uh, freaked out by that? I would be freaked out. That's what I'm saying. Whoa. <laughs> and behind you, the, no, a similar door opens. Uh, this yeah. time it's not a cave, it's an actual like hallway. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you walk down it. It's a two minute walk, it's not very crazy. Uh, and it leads to an old rec room. Uh, the rec room has old pool tables, some ping pong, uh, some nice couches for the time. They're in way better condition than the ones that were in the lobby. Uh, one of them has a pillow and a blanket on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is old old Playboys and like old like magazines on the table. Um, there's a really old TV from 1972. The, that uh, is humongous. It's like humongous. Uh, let's see. And there is another like door on the right. That kind of leads into another room. Mm-hmm. It leads to this, like, kind of, I mean, uh, not, well, I don't want to say giant, but it's a good sized room that it has a weapons workshop uh, on one corner, 
and then there is like a sparring room and like a shooting range in one. So like one <laughs> yeah. corner you can shoot stuff, and then one corner is like help you with like swords or whatever. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and investigating the workshop more, it looks like it belonged to a man named Pike Buck. Oh, nice. And on the desk, there is a pure white bone on top of a note. Mm-hmm. Okay, then I go over there and look at the note. If it's kind of scribbled in this kind of crazy handwriting, mm-hmm. and it reads, I'm locking this up. The code is my son's birthday. It's a shame that I have to leave. Rupture finally got me. Finally found the one way to hurt me. Took my family away. I'm leaving. I'm never coming back. If anyone finds this note, this tool is an artifact of the unknown. Please use it wisely. And then at the bottom it says, Pike, Pike Old Buck. Cool. Sweet. So, he didn't even say what the, the artifact does, though. It's kind of disappointing. When you grab it, uh-huh. uh, you feel immense power in your hand. Mm-hmm. And you're like looking at one of this invention that's like a, a dismantled weapon, and the the weapon tr- the 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 bone turns into like a screwdriver. Nice, very nice. And then you look at it again, and then it turns into pliers. You just keep changing to what I mm-hmm. use for. Yep. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> yep. I don't need that one. <laughs> no, no, you do not. This is all mine. <laughs> Well, there you go, guys. We did it. Sweet. <laughs> yes. Everyone is so pumped about this thing. Yeah. <laughs> we got a pool table, and we got a ping pong table. And it, yeah, it does more. I'll, I'll give you the stats it next is, time. Yeah, it's fine. It'll help you with stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It says Pike Buck the Mad Coat. Mad Coat, nice. And there is a blue like lab coat hanging up on the wall. A blue lab coat? A blue one. Ooh. Oh, so you switch out your white one. <laughs> there you go, everybody. Well, uh, thanks for listening to Grim Encounters. Again, we're that sweet chill third edition, uh, real tabletop RPG. We've had a fun little regrouping session before we go right back into the scary, spooky times. Yeah. Um, did everyone have fun? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah that, that was good. good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it. Um, that was most of the secret passageways so that's good i've been waiting to, to bust that one for a while i've been so excited about finding those things especially the car. the car the, yeah, the cars the cars are really cool yeah. and pike i've been really been trying i've been like trying to find a way to get the mad coat to like like how am i gonna put him in there mm-hmm. uh because uh obviously that guy is old so he would not be <laughs> yeah uh but yeah that's pike's dad so it looks Sweet. like Michael has a more experience and save than he thinks. Right. Um, but anyway. We got two glimpses of Pike today. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. It, it just worked out like that. <laughs> That's cool. That's really strange. <laughs> it was, that wasn't so much to oh, like yeah. happen right after each other, but again, the choices you make, it's your world, not just mine. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway, if you liked us, follow us on uh, Twitter at Grim Encounters. Of course, I've been Nort, and I want you all to stay spooked out there. I just want you to really... Just sit in the dark. Just listen to all those noises. <laughs> and I want you to tell you. All right there behind you. <laughs>